Uh, right, hello uh, everybody. Welcome to today's uh, trading podcast. It's the 14th of September 2020. Uh, my name is Adrian Booth. I'm the head of trading here at Trend Signal, and today we're going to be talking about well, what's been going on uh, with the forex and stock markets in our usual uh, Monday podcast. FTSE strong as the hard Brexit risks increase is going to be one of the main topics of today as we really run through what's uh, what's happening in the forex stock and commodity markets over the last few days. Joined as ever um, with uh, Jerry Miller. Hi, Jerry. Uh, hi there. Morning all. Uh, and Jerry will take us through from uh, his expert perspective as our chief analyst and go through a lot about what's uh, what has been happening. So, Jerry, why don't you kick us off uh, with uh, really what, what, what's been happening over the last, well, since the weekend, I suppose. We're sort of Monday lunchtime-ish now. What's, uh, what's happening? Uh, well, markets, uh, certainly um, in the Far East, uh, Monday morning when we uh, got to our desks, uh, were doing pretty well, actually. So, uh, um, certainly the, the European markets were up again this morning, although they have slipped since then. Uh, but I think the news that the surprise candidate, Oracle, has um, ended up mm. purchasing uh, TikTok's um, US operations, which is, I, I, think, I think that's sort of bolstered sentiment to a certain extent. Um, and a lot of uh, what had been happening uh, over the past sort of uh, six, seven, eight trading days, that, those, uh, that concern has sort of started to ebb a little bit. Uh, and there's you know, other risk assets uh, had responded quite positively as well um, with uh, lower dollar and dollar based commodities all a little bit firmer uh, mm. but uh, yeah it's it's interesting the tiktok thing because i think for quite a while microsoft was the front runner and all of a sudden then walmart came in as doing a you know going in with microsoft didn't they yeah Which sounds really weird but um you know they'll have but, their strategic reasons i'm sure and let's face it the size of these companies now they're all conglomerates and fingers in many pies aren't they I mean, most of the time it's purely down to price, obviously. But uh, for some reason, right, and, and you know, the BBC website's got a headline: TikTok rejects Microsoft bid at eleventh hour, uh, and it has surprised a few. But uh, it's, I can only assume it's price. Uh, that's, mm. uh, but that no one's going to say. But uh, it's certainly uh, Bike Dance, the owner in um, China. Um, their uh, discussions have been with uh, Microsoft to sell the US, opera US operations to them. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's not. But there we go. You know, it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't understand a lot about TikTok. I just know it's a video sharing app, but uh, I don't use it. <laughs> and I suspect no, you don't no, either. Adrian. No, I don't, I don't either. No. Yeah, a lot of a surprise. So, uh, and what about the stock market? It's quite a big disparity. I mean, I'm talking about the um, the FTSE being pretty strong last week, uh, you know, largely down to the pound. Uh, we can discuss that in a second. But the US indices um, sort of pulling back a little bit. So quite a bit of a disparity between them. Yeah, I mean, the damage was done the previous week um, mm. uh, to last week, if you know what I mean. So it all happened sort of Thursday, Friday in the previous week. And then last week, you had a bit of carryover. Uh, Tuesday, uh, NASDAQ uh, completely uh, shanked, uh, pulling down the S&P 500 and the Dow as well. Uh, but since then, it's sort of gone sideways. So I, I think... Uh, I think I would say, um, as I said in our, our um, workshop this morning, that the US equities have sort of held their nerve, really, uh, following yeah. the route that started the previous week. And I think these techs, uh, these tech heavyweights, as we call them now, we can't really call them fangs because Netflix isn't involved, but Microsoft is. And it's not that easy to say fangs with an M in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's this massive options play that they refer to as SoftBank as the NASDAQ whale. 
Um, that's yeah. W-H-A-L-E, as it were, as opposed to W-A-I-L. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think, I think traders are just, honestly, they're a bit more wary of uh, what's happening now. Uh, and what well, it's the, a risky situation, isn't it? It's propped up by one one buyer. As soon as that buyer decides to close out, you know, you, you don't really want that. You need a diversification of people that are buying the um, those instruments. I, I heard today that SoftBank uh, are looking to go private now because they just hate the fact that they have to disclose all this stuff. Um, so when they want to make a, a big play, they just want to do it behind closed doors and not let anybody know. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is, but, but it's certainly in the market's interest to know when um, uh, a company um, takes a position, a concentration within one um, particular company, uh, by one particular company in a, in a few US stocks. And mm. there are concerns over market manipulation, creating a disorderly market and all such things like that. So I'm not sure that that necessarily will prevent people finding out, but it will make it certainly a lot more opaque. Uh, but you're right, you know, they flogged um, arm holdings to NVIDIA. That was other news yeah. with SoftBank. So SoftBank very much in the news at the moment. Um, and yeah, there's a move to take it private, but that's uh, that'll cost a bob or two. Um, yeah, won't it, Josh? Yeah. So um, it's interesting, you, you mentioned Netflix earlier, that apparently they are, you know, this year or next year, they're going to be the biggest spender on content um, compared to all the other providers, such as Disney and other, the other places, excluding sport, uh, that is, um, right. which kind of sort of demonstrates the, I guess, the success of subscriber services as opposed to advertisers, because, you know, someone like ITV, which makes most of its money on advertising, they're probably having a pretty tough time because budgets are going to be squeezed right now. Uh, well, that's right. The um, the people who advertise at, on ITV, yeah, their budgets have really been squeezed. Um, if you look at some of the companies, travel, tourism, leisure, just you won't see any of them or the, or not many. I uh, know you're mm. right. Uh, and the and the, the sort of subscription model, it's like clubs. Uh, you know, I, I look at some of the, you know, in the hospitality sector, those that actually have consistent revenue through subscription services, a lot of those subscribers haven't cancel their membership so those sort of businesses have managed to have definitely had the blow softened by by how they're set up but hotels well, subscription revenue is an interesting one particularly in that kind of thing i know we had we had a few school clubs where we thought actually no we'll keep paying for them because do you know what if they go out of business there's no clubs for my um for our kids to go to out of school so it's almost like a sense of responsibility to to keep paying a little bit to keep the businesses going. Whereas if you just pay as you go, you wouldn't do that, would you? That's right. That's right. Yep, Interesting. Yep. We digress uh, as we, we always do. do but um, mm -hmm. what, you know, the FTSE obviously having a massive move up. What was it about four percent last week, Jerry? Yeah, two hundred and thirty-three points. And you contrast that with the likes of the S and P and the Dow. Dow is down four sixty-seven. That's about one point six percent. S and P down two and a half percent. Nasdaq, not surprisingly, the worst performer with those tech-heavy stocks. Really concentrated there. Uh, down four hundred fifty-nine points. Down four percent. FTSE, you're right, up four percent. And, and the DAX up 360 points, which is uh, 2.8. So in fact, the FTSE was the sort of outperformer. Well, not surprising when you look at what's happened with Sterling. Uh, Sterling slumped, uh, what, three and a half, three point six percent 3.6% last yeah. week. And it's always the case. In So in euros and in dollars, UK equities look cheap. And that's mm. what happens. So the currency has that effect. And why do you think the uh, US markets have gone up the way they have done, as well as the NASDAQ whale, i.e. SoftBank, it's also because the dollar's weakened. 
over the past um, eight weeks uh, quite significantly. And that's that's had a big um, effect on um, buyer sentiment in the US. Um, Can we just yeah. explain why the pound took a bit of a hit uh, last week, Jerry? Just go through the Brexit right. uh, yeah, issues yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think really it's, first of all, lack of any progress in the Brexit negotiations. This is the uh, for the trade deal that's got to be secured by the end of the year uh, without uh, any delay. Uh, it won't be extended. So um, uh, that's an issue. And I think there's a little more pricing in of it not happening, although a lot of the sort of key thinkers seem to think that it, it will happen, but it will be limited. And then obviously news that the government's make, it looks like the government's backtracking on the withdrawal agreement in some aspects and, and, and this internal markets mm -hmm. bill have, uh, will contradict the uh, withdrawal agreement to the extent that it would mean breaking uh, international law, which is the law that governs those uh, international those agreements, um, and I think it's just laid bare the risks of you know um, of uh, no deal, uh, and yeah. if the government goes down this route. But you might say, well, why did they sign the withdrawal deal in the first place? But the withdrawal deal had a lot of you know things to be agreed at a future date and i think in these negotiations uh, the eu has made it clear that they could almost stop the uk the rest of the uk from selling uh, goods and, and food particularly to northern ireland and i think that's just sent out a big red flare uh, and that's what the government's dealing with now and i i, I suspect um, it was the attitude of the eu negotiators that have created this um, yeah whether it gets through, I suspect with an 80 majority, the Tories, the Tories will probably end up um, securing it. But it may be that the Parliament still have the final say. Anyway, um, Sterling uh, was out on its own last week. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we had some had some big big falls on it across a lot of the pairs. I mean, I you know trading a lot of the accelerator opportunities and um, one of the strategies here at Trendsignal, a lot of our students do too. And there were some big falls on the pound. I've got Pound Aussie on the chart here, which is you know one of the big ones. You know, I look at you know the six or seven sterling pairs that we we look at and we trade overall about sort of three and a half thousand pip fall um on those markets and you can see this one here so the sell signal if you're looking on the the, the screen rather than just listening to us uh 180.75 or so was the short um, pound aussie going down to um you know about 550.4 over one two three four days that's a significant decline and that was very common against all of them and euro sterling was um, a huge um, rally not necessarily in pip terms but obviously it's a much smaller priced instrument but percentage terms that was about a three percent rally maybe a bit more yeah, huge yeah. really yeah. So, so given the given the stock market, Jerry, that the fact that the FTSE tends to respond better to depreciating um, currency, does that mean does that make it a good thing? Is that something that central governments want? Is a is a lower valued or depreciated currency? Okay, the 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 the, the problem the only problem can arise if you have a weakening currency is where your goods that you import that are what we call inelastic. So you still ha you have to buy them no matter what. Uh, their price goes up. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, the cost of oil in sterling will have gone up um, because of the uh, move in the dollar sterling against the dollar. Likewise, um, a lot of goods that we have to buy from the European Union or from the EU, I should say, from US and outside uh, of those zones that are priced in dollars, for example, those costs will go up. So you could import inflation, but there is mm. no risk of any inflation. And so 
there is a, a sort of a mood amongst governments to uh, they're not supposed to uh, weaken their currencies for competitive advantage but it does help the economy yeah. and and let's face it it hurt the uk economy to a certain extent with sterling rallying back up again uh, you might say well gosh it's still really weak but you know not when it was up at um 132 135 that we got too close uh, close on yeah. um, yeah, 10 days ago so I know, I know last week there was a lot of talk ahead of the ECB statement on Thursday that, you know, they, they really could do with reducing the, the euro a little bit because that's been, you know, pretty strong over the last few weeks, isn't it, really? Mm. By comparison, yeah. you know. But, but you know, it, the, and, the, and the reason is that the, the strong currency is it can be a drag on an economy for the reasons we've just been talking about. So it makes the goods from the eurozone. Uh, in dollars and sterling, Swiss franc and Aussie dollar, and et cetera, et cetera, more expensive. Uh, mm. And if they, if it's more difficult to, you know, export, uh, the cost, the, the production, the amount of production goes down, manufacturing starts to fall away a little bit. And so it has quite negative effects. What they can do, God only knows. I mean, they can't exactly, you know, raise interest rates. That's <laughs> that's just not on the card. So um, I think they just have to talk about it maybe. But the market, I think, will, just say, well, shrug its shoulders and just say, that's what's going to happen. You know, unfortunately, yeah. the dollar will continue to weaken, which means the euro will continue to strengthen. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, any other standout moves uh, over the last few days, Jerry? I mean, certainly gold's pretty, pretty dead, isn't it? Let's it's face it. It's dead, yeah, yeah, pretty dead. Uh, I, I think it's hemmed in in a, quite a narrow range between 1920, 1970. Uh, if we get a, uh, another big sort of leg, down in the dollar or leg up in the euro and um, uh, other uh, the yen against the dollar as well. I think you might see a, a spike up through the 2000 level again in gold. But uh, for now, it's sort of in quite a constricting range, really, isn't it? So um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait for a big dollar move. I know that Sunny Oil has been a, a pretty big mover. Um, you know, from what has been a, a relatively quiet over the prior few weeks as well but a massive fall over the last um couple of weeks jerry let me just bring in the uh, the chart here for brent i know that we had a uh, we had a short trade on crude uh cool. when was that that was a short on the 2nd of september it's now fallen about four dollars 70 to current prices that's over 10 percent on that one trade since the 2nd of september so you know massive moves um that are going on and overall it was down about five six percent last week wasn't it yeah that's right and i and i think we'd always sort of voiced our concern the fact that it wasn't making any head headway on the upside uh, and yeah. as soon as equities came off as they did well a week and a half ago oil was the first to react immediately selling off quite sharply and then last week you had one of the first big builds in um, U.S. stocks, and this is the end of what we call the, the U.S. driving season. It's typically when we get to Labor Day, which was last Monday. Um, and I think there is a concern now that with the end of the U.S. driving season uh, and no sign of an end to the pandemic, if anything, it's starting to tick up again, infection rates in the U.S. as well, uh, that mm. demand for oil is not going to pick up again this year and beyond. Uh, and so that's the reason why you're seeing uh, oil do what it's done. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, okay, anything else to cover off on, Jerry? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. We've we've gone through uh, all the sort of major sectors, really. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, brilliant. Well, look, there are um, other events, of course, this week. Um, we've got a couple of live trading events this week that you'd be very welcome to come along to. Um, you should see on screen if you're watching us on YouTube or on our website, uh, you can come along by visiting bit.ly slash learn TS. Or of course, if you're just listening to us on Spotify or SoundCloud or another, uh, then just listen out for the link now. Go to that webpage, register your details and book in for a free trading event where we'll teach you one of our trading strategies and how you can pick up some great turning points and what is actually an increasingly volatile market again there so some fantastic opportunities there uh, bit.ly slash learn ts so bit.ly slash learn ts um, you know, and uh, we'll be back uh, a little bit later on today uh, with our second podcast for the day which is about the main events uh, economic data and other announcements that will be coming up for the week ahead so if you are a day trader and you want to know what to be aware of what's really going to be driving movement this week uh, then make sure you book in for the trading week aheads podcast as well uh, which we'll be covering off on a little bit later on today otherwise have a great week's trading and uh, hopefully we'll see you again next time. Uh, bye bye for now.